BC Road Show. Welcome in, everybody. This is your host, Coles, at Coles Sports. And I am your host, Ryan, at Fantasy underscore Trucker. Today, we are launching episode one. Very exciting. Um, seems like it's been a long time coming. Uh, we'll be going over quarterback dynasty rankings we're going to go one through ten uh break this off and do a few different segments release it throughout the week um so yeah i think let's just jump in give a brief history introduction of us and how we got here and then get into it yeah absolutely uh we met probably uh what 20 years ago or so <laughs> don't don't age us like that <laughs> um yeah i mean i don't know middle school baseball probably yeah um and uh Remain friends throughout the years. I think fantasy football is a big part of that. Ryan's got a little background in music producing, um, and fantasy football has always been a big part of our like us keeping in touch and communication. And we always kind of messed around about um, starting a podcast, and finally, Sports Ethos reached out to us and uh, and gave us an opportunity, and and here we are. Yeah, absolutely. I'm. Uh, we're very grateful for the opportunity, and. Um, we hope you guys stick around for the long haul. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Let's dive in. Starting at the top, Patrick Mahomes. I think we can all agree there. Yeah, he's the number one quarterback, and no matter what dynasty, redraft, uh, no matter what format you're playing in, he is the number one guy. Yeah, so, I, I mean, last year people had Josh Allen above Mahomes, I think. I, it was probably 50-50, something along those lines. Yeah, I, I um, was definitely on the Josh Allen side of things last year. <laughs> yeah. As, as I had been the last couple of years. The, we started, a, we had a dynasty startup last year that Ryan commissions. How long have you been a commissioner of that league? Uh, I've been a commissioner for about 15 years or so. Um, just recently transitioned the league into a dynasty format. I figured since we've been together for 15 years, might as well take it the next step and be a dynasty league, so... But yeah, that's yeah. so we, we had our startup last year. I had the number one overall pick, and I selected Josh Allen. You did? Yeah. The number one overall pick. Yeah. Um, yeah, absolutely. So that was, you know, I would say people were 50-50 split last year on that. Um, and then and because of that, though, like Allen was the number one uh, overall player, number one quarterback the previous two seasons. He seemed to have been, like, breaking fantasy in terms of his legs, punching the ball in the end zone. Um, and then, of course, Tyreek Hill going over the, to Miami and losing a little bit of the weapons over there, aging Travis Kelsey. People were worried about Mahomes. And then he comes out and puts up a stellar season. 5,200 yards, 41 touchdowns, 12 interceptions. He added 350 yards on the ground and four touchdowns. Like, just blew, blew everyone out that uh, this past season. Uh, any. <laughs> You Any know, doubts I, about the weapons just completely go away. Like Yeah, and I feel like he almost had a chip on his shoulder last year because of the Tyreek news. Once uh, everyone heard about that, everyone was kind of just like, oh, you know, is Pat really that good? Is he really that guy? Yeah. And uh, I think he really made a point to come out and prove everybody that he doesn't need the, the star-studded receiver. You actually sent me a clip yeah, recently. Yeah, I was just literally just about to bring yeah, that up. Yeah, go ahead, go ahead. So I saw on Twitter, of course, it was a video of – when you realize, like, post when you realized an athlete was great, and it was a video of Patrick Mahomes' first ever game, playing with all second string, and just looked like Patrick Mahomes of today. I mean, just extending plays with his feet, finding open receivers, 
uh, Ryan pointed out that Albert Wilson had what ten it was, receptions, yeah, eleven receptions for a hundred and fifty something yards or something like that. Yeah, like just totally insane. And then last year he proves that Juju, you know, coming off a couple bad seasons and pieces together historical seasons with Juju MVS brought in Tony late he didn't do much Sky Moore didn't do much his rookie season just pieces it, was, it together it was like all a, Kelsey Kelsey yeah Kelsey just and just is the monster that he is yeah so anyways um Mahomes Allen Burrow I think that's probably the consensus one two three across the board um briefly about Josh Allen we know he was off to a great season and had the elbow injury but has so many weapons around him that team seems to be humming uh, I mean the Diggs news is a little bit like worrisome I guess but they kind of put that to sleep um yeah. you know I, the coach gave us conflicting reports the coach was saying originally how he was very concerned and then he came out and said oh no he was here and I excused him he just it didn't make much sense but it does seem like it's been resolved yeah absolutely so I mean Allen's just going to remain at the top the last two seasons 776 yards and 763 yards rushing seven and six touchdowns respectively like as a quarterback having those numbers I mean you saw it with Hertz last year like that just separates it's the it's the dynasty cheat code is quarterbacks that can run and punch it in the end zone absolutely the only thing I will say about that they did seem I mean I'm going to bring up the running back for the Buffalo Bills they they seem like they wanted their guy and they went and got him Damian Harris every time that the Patriots had played the Bills he just kind of went off. He broke. He was breaking like sixty-yard runs, so they really wanted to get him, and they got him. So now, now that they actually have someone that they might be able to trust, I mean, who knows what'll happen there? But um, I could see a situation where they run the ball a lot more with Damian Harris and James Cook, and uh, Josh Allen doesn't reach the points that he got to in the last two seasons with those rushing totals and rushing touchdowns. Yeah, maybe. I kind of disagree with that, honestly. Um, Harris, to me, like, I don't know if he was their guy. As Like, yeah, I think he's an improvement from Singletary. Uh, Singletary put together some great seasons for the Bills. They definitely like Cook and are going to, you know, he'll be a huge part of the offense. I think he'll be the first option. Um, but it's Josh Allen, man. He's going he's gonna to score a lot of points like he always does. Yeah, and regardless of the rushing. Yeah. He's just going to put up 30-40 points. He's going to put up 30-40 point games all the time. So it's like where are those points coming from? It's not the you know, bringing Damon Harris isn't going to change that in my mind. Diggs is going to get his. I think he wants to be a, a focal point of that offense and like that to me from what I've heard that was his big concern is like I had no say in what the offense was. I I think down the stretch in the playoffs, he was a little frustrated that he wasn't getting the ball as much. So, I mean, you know, Gabe Davis last year might have might have played himself into not necessarily being their wide receiver two of the future. But you bring in Kincaid, you bring in, you know, they're, they're, they're going to invest in weapons for him all the time. Yeah, I you know, the, the whole Gabe Davis thing, I was expecting them to do something in this offseason, whether it be drafting another wide receiver that could take over the spot. As of right now, Gabe Davis is still the number two. Yeah, and but Kincaid's your number two, like I'm sure number two weapon of the future. So that's probably yeah. In a dynasty perspective, they definitely want him as that role. Um, but as of right now, going into this season specifically, Gabe Davis is still the number two, and yeah. I 
don't know how I feel about that. Like I just yeah. I'm I I was so in on Gabe Davis last year, and because of what happened, I am now completely on the other side of the fence. I don't want to touch him. To me, that's bias. Like. I don't know that yeah, you need I, I'm, I'm Gabe scarred. Davis. I'm I don't know scarred, that you okay? need Gabe Davis. If you're a Bills fan, it's like, okay, yeah, we would have liked him to be a lot better, but well, he had those flashes. He had what a game with like four touchdowns or something like that. He it was just yeah. I mean, he had those flashes of like, oh man, this guy could be really good. He's a big-bodied receiver, deep threat for Josh Allen, and then last year was just a dud. Yeah, well, just reeling this all back in, I don't think we have to talk anything else about that. Like the last three seasons. Josh Allen has had 571 fantasy points, 578 fantasy points, and 571 fantasy points. Yeah, well over 4,000 so yards I, I th- passing. I think it's safe to say he's going to have somewhere in the 570-plus range. Yeah, regardless of who he's throwing the ball so to. So that's what you're getting. I don't know that we need to like really expand on that. We don't need to sell anyone on Josh Allen. But, um, of course. You know, 27 years old, bright future. A team that's willing to invest in his weapons, give me him number two, um, and then you can move on to Burrow. I, you know, yeah. Why don't you go ahead and dive into Burrow, Mister uh, LSU Tiger Boy? Yeah, it did go to LSU. He did bring us a championship um, as a quarterback. He is as good as it gets. He has all the intangibles. He's a winner. He's a leader. Um, and then you bring in fantasy. I mean, he's not going to get you as much rushing upside. So. That's why I think Mahomes and Allen are clear ahead of him. I mean, I think you can make an argument that Hurts is number three, but just from like longevity of career, I have Burrow there. He's going to have Jamar Chase for the extent of his career. He's going to be a winner his entire career. So from that type of stability, give me Burrow all the time, every day at number three. Yeah, I mean, he's going to have those. He's going to have Higgins and in, in Chase to just, you know, he's going to throw to them for the next five plus years so yeah absolutely we just drafted him in the dynasty startup this year so i'm pretty stoked about that yeah very happy about that i mean like listen you don't want to miss early on in dynasty drafts like you know you're, you're gonna have these guys for the next 10 plus years you don't want to miss burrow's the kind of guy that you know what you're gonna get and he's pretty fucking fun to watch on yeah Sunday. i'd say one thing i did want to point out um i know a lot of people refer to him as a pocket passer he quietly had five rushing touchdowns last year yeah so a few more than I thought he had, for sure. Yeah, that's definitely an increase. So, like, first season in the league, three rushing touchdowns, also got injured. Next season, after that devastating knee injury, only has two. There's probably some question marks there, but then last season he comes out, ran 76 times, 260 yards, and five touchdowns. I mean, if you can get five touchdowns from him, I I just – that's just – a cherry on top for me absolutely all right let's move on why don't you get us into the number four yeah my number four quarterback is uh jalen hurts i'm it's not a secret that people are in on jalen hurts this isn't a hot take um i am just very excited for what he's going to bring to the table this year another off season another year under his belt i can't say i can't i don't know what else to say about him he's just he's he's just that good yeah yeah i agree i mean I was out on Hertz. Like, that's one of my biggest misses of all time, and I'm not af- not afraid to admit that. Um, last season was going to be huge for Hertz going one way or another, and I had him going the opposite way. But he came out and just had an incredible season. He's the face of that franchise. He brought him the Super Bowl, um, MVP-type season. 
Um, so, I mean, I was definitely wrong. I was dead wrong. The reason why I have him at six and I have Lawrence and Herbert ahead of him is going back to that stability point I made with Burrow. What I'm worried about is if Hertz loses a couple of his weapons, even if he doesn't, he loses, let's say in five years, he loses his ability to run a little bit. He takes a few hits and doesn't run as much. I don't trust his arm. That was my knock on him last year going into the season is I didn't think he was a thrower. And he proved me wrong. He definitely worked on that part of his game, and he was a great passer. But what happens when that threat to run goes away? I'm a little concerned there, whereas, you know, Lawrence and, and Herbert, as they age, they're going to have their arms. That's their that's their talent. That's their, you know, their superpower. So that's the only reason I have those two ahead of him is stability. Um, anyways, that's my point there. Yeah, you know, I don't know how I, – I don't see a reality where Jalen Hurts loses the ability to run the ball. I The one thing I will say about it is last year he had 13 rushing touchdowns. Jalen yeah. Hurts had 13 rushing touchdowns. Now, that's not a sticky stat because they did go out and get two new running backs, and I don't know if they really want to keep doing that whole – um, quarterback sneak move that they've been doing. Oh no, that, I completely disagree. Again, that, oh, so you think they're just going to keep doing that? Hundred percent. That's one of the most effective plays in football. I think. Like that's a very strong statement to say, but there is no stopping that, and it's not that high risk. You're literally just tucking behind your offensive lineman. You're trusting that they're going to drive you a little bit forward, but then you're taking Goddard, who's essentially just getting behind you. Like that's the easiest two yards in football. You cannot stop it. So I don't think that's the issue, right? Like, I think the issue is when he's trying to extend plays and go for that first down and then takes a hit. Like, what happens if he takes a low hit? Like, uh, well, you just we we can't we can't be um, uh, expecting stuff like that to be happening. Or, um, you know, we always talk about when injury prone players and players that could get injured, it could happen to anybody on any play at any given Sunday. Yes, uh, I completely agree, but my point more so is not like he's going to get rushing touchdowns. As long as he is the freak athlete squatting 500 pounds like he is, like <laughs> he's going to run the ball, he's going to get rushing touchdowns. When you're, you know, 5 yards and in and you have the ability like him to run and not like he's getting hit and then going forward, right? Like he, he he's solid. So as long as you have that ability, you're going to use it. But for me, it's more so like running backs, for example, they take hits. If Hertz is going to take hits, it's inevitable that he's going to lose a little bit of that running ability over time as he ages. Is he going to be nine years from now? Maybe. But still, like... Yeah, that's a little too far into the future for me to be thinking about. Yeah, and and you may be right, and I probably, like, I don't know. I, I, I could be wrong with that, again, on Hertz, but it's simply that style of quarterback is why I have the other two. Like, I just have them all in a very close tranche. They're all going to be great quarterbacks for the foreseeable future. So, you know, you're probably right in that you take a three-year window in Dynasty, but when you're you're drafting the anchor of your team and your offense, I'm just kind of going to go stable with Lawrence and Herbert who, you know, rely on their arm more than their legs. Yeah, you know, uh, I understand the whole Trevor Lawrence thing, and Herbert had a, kind of a couple speed bumps last year. He didn't really perform to expectations 
Um, but that offense is still great, and he still a, he has a great arm. So I can understand where you're coming from. So moving yeah. on. Herbert lost linemen. He lost receivers. Um, so I don't know that it was on Herbert that wasn't taking a step forward as much as it's just one of those years. Offenses aren't always going to be healthy and, and, and humming. Um, you're going to see it with the Eagles eventually. They're not going to be playing like they just wiping teams out. You know, I mean, like that. it's just – yeah, I mean the flow of sports is you know you're not always going to be playing at that high level. That's why teams don't typically win the championship every year like the Patriots did at one point. Yeah, you know, with him finishing outside the top ten, I think people were expecting him to finish like inside the top five. Yeah, and I think he will this year. Like, yeah, I mean, he, he still... was throwing the ball to DeAndre Carter and Josh Palmer last year. Yeah, no, at one fair. point, you know what I, I mean. Know. Like Gerald well, Everett Mike, was their top receiver. Some Mike games. Williams can never stay on the field. They right. did go out and draft Quentin Johnston, who's, who's supposed to be a great. I think prospect. he's going to be the best wide receiver prospect in that draft. Uh, would you say a offensive rookie of the year candidate? No, that's Bijan. It's not even close. Oh, okay. Bijan might win the offensive player. Oh, offensive year. player of the year. Okay, I like um, it. That would yeah. be like my bold prediction is B. John wins offensive rookie and offensive player of the year. Oh, wow. Okay, but double it up. We'll get into that on the running back section. Yeah, how did how did Herbert place outside the top 10 and almost throw for 5,000 yards? He had 4,700 yards, 25 touchdowns, and 10 interceptions. That's a lot more than I thought he had. Yeah, it's elite, and that's what you're going to get out of him. I think, I think you're going to see Herbert remind everyone why he was going – and still is going top five, but you know, top three maybe last year. He, he he's he's a stud. And I want to talk about Trevor Lawrence and why I have him at four. Uh, so, four thousand yards, forty one hundred yards last year, twenty five touchdowns, eight interceptions, three hundred rushing, five touchdowns. I think those rushing yards probably stay the same. Touched and touchdowns. I think you're going to see the passing yards go up, and I think the tight ends passing touchdowns go up significantly like 25 from Lawrence I I think of him as a quarterback who has the ability to throw for three touchdowns a game against literally anyone yeah any given Sunday definitely yeah so then you bring in Ridley he's you know he's gonna I think he's gonna catch up to speed pretty quickly he's an amazing talent and then you know you still have Kirk Ingram Um, so the tools are there they're in probably the weakest division maybe the weakest division right three rookie quarterbacks he's gonna be playing against Potentially three rookie quarterbacks. Yes. Six games. One, yes, definitely one of the weakest divisions in football. Yeah, so um, that's beside the fact. I think that Lawrence, from a talent level, you know, I I thought he was better physically than Burrow going into the draft almost, you know, always, besides Burrow winning, beating him in the national championship and, like... Crushing his hopes and dreams. Yeah, just <laughs> completely flexing on him. But from... Again, fantasy football is not all like intangibles, which Burrow has superior to Trevor Lawrence, but Trevor's arm is incredible. And I think like this year you're going to see another step forward where people are like, whoa, that's he makes Mahomes type plays. You know, he's that good. Yeah, no, absolutely. And, you know, his coach, Doug Peterson, yeah, had a huge part of it last year. And I think with another offseason, with the addition of weapons, you know, the, another year with uh, Travis Etienne. I'm I'm very bullish on the Jaguars this year. Yeah, sunshine. Um, that's something else. Like, I don't know that you agree with me in, with this trend, but I think that there's these young quarterbacks getting put in the league with one of their weapons in college is 
a good way to make them succeed early on in their career and feel comfortable. Like Burrow and Chase, you know, that's his guy. That's his weapon. It's a lot easier when you have built-in chemistry also already with someone. You've won a championship with someone. You have that. You know, Instilled you, confidence. Yeah, and you just – when you're coming into the league and the game's faster and everything's new and you have someone that makes you feel comfortable in the pocket, I think that's a good way to have success early on a career. Lawrence has that with ETN. ETN was banged up his first year. Uh, bounced back, had some outstanding games last year. I think he takes a step forward as long along with that entire offense. So, you know, Lawrence has a very long career ahead of him. He's 23, um, and he's going to continue improving. We haven't seen, you know, his prime yet. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so after my, on my rankings, after Trevor Lawrence and Justin Herbert, I have Lamar Jackson. And you have Lamar Jackson down at seven, correct? I'm at six. Um, so yeah, you have six Lamar Jackson. I have seven, correct? Yeah. So my whole thing with Lamar Jackson, he's won MVP before. Yeah. He is that type of quarterback that can break the game. Yeah. He's, he's, he's one of the hardest players in the NFL to tackle. And with their new improved offensive scheme, they have a new offensive coordinator, you know, all the, all the comments and remarks that are coming out of camp with Lamar Jackson, how they want to pass the ball more and not run the ball as much. I, you know, with J.K. Dobbins coming back into form, the Ravens are going to have a great season. Lamar Jackson is an MVP candidate no matter what year it is, and he's going to definitely outperform expectations. He finished as the number 14 quarterback last year, and I think he'll be well inside the top 10. Yeah, I like Jackson a lot. I mean, the knock is his arm, of course, as you always hear. Um I'm excited to see what he does this year, see what the Ravens offense does with his arm this year. I mean, Mark Andrews is going to be his go-to for the next five years. Add Zay Flowers, who I think is going to be an awesome wide receiver as well. I don't necessarily think those are guys that you need to, like, throw deep balls to, so that helps out and, like, stylistically favors Lamar Jackson. So, yeah, I mean, I have him there at – sorry, I have him at eight. You have him at seven. I have him at eight. Oh, okay. But anyways, um, so, yeah, to me, like, what sticks out about Jackson and those last couple quarterbacks we just talked about, Burrow, Jackson, and Watson are all in the same division. Like, those are tough divisional games. Even the Steelers, like, that's a tough defense to play. Um, So, I I don't know. The future of that that division is – is tough, um, but I don't know. I mean, I don't feel like I have Jackson ranked low at all. Those are every quarterback we're talking about here in this episode. It's hard to really not like. It's hard to knock them, and if you have any of them on your dynasty team, you're happy and you're pretty secure. Yeah, um, I, I could honestly see any of the quarterbacks we've talked about so far finish as the number, number one, one yeah. overall quarterback. Yeah, and I would even say the next quarterback, um, we'll talk about him in a second, but Fields. Like, Fields, another guy that has the ability to kind of, you know. Take that next step. Have, he has the cheat codes, and, and he can take that next step and, and potentially be the QB1 as well. But backtracking, sorry, we're kind of getting a little scattered, but I had Deshaun Watson at 7, Lamar at 8. That's right. You did have Deshaun Watson a little bit higher than I do. Yeah, so, like, right now – People may be feeling there's the most question marks right now for Deshaun and Lamar than anyone we've talked about. So that's why you see for me Deshaun, Lamar, and Fields here at 789 is because, yeah, that any one of them could be top five for sure um, this year. But 
there's question marks there where there's previous six quarterbacks we talked about there's more stability there there's not many question marks they've answered any doubts that we've had and made us feel really good Watson for me I saw what he did in Houston um, with not really I mean he had DeAndre Hopkins but like not the best weapons right like uh, the Texans were never contenders per se and he well, was yeah I wouldn't say they were contenders but I mean he had a couple weapons Will Fuller was a deep threat he was pretty good pretty good like not d- definitely not a like a, a DeAndre Hopkins type yeah. wide receiver but he's not a Devonta Smith and he's not a he's not an AJ Brown Devonta Smith type like he never had weapons you know what I mean like everyone we've talked about so far have had, just has weapons um, I see what you're saying Deshaun Watson has some legitimate weapons this year in Cleveland. Yeah, and he's back going back to Houston, 2018, 2019, 2020, top five fantasy quarterback every single season. He has the, a little bit of that running element to him. In 19, 18 and 19, he had five and seven touchdowns on the ground. Um, last year, you know, he took a full year off. He was able to get six games under his belt last year. Looked a little rusty, which you're gonna get. You're gonna get some rust. You know, football is a tough game. It's fast. He needs a lot different when uh, on Sunday than it is playing in practice or even preseason, which he played um, last year. But I think this year you get a little bit of that rust off. You get comfortable full off season with your guys, um, and he's going to be more comfortable in there. I, I expect the Browns to potentially win the division. They're good enough. They have enough talent to win the division. It's just the Bengals, Ravens, Browns. I mean. From a talent level, they're pretty close in my mind. Yeah, I I don't I don't see it as that way. I think it's this is the this is Burrow's uh, division. I think the Cincinnati Bengals are are going to win the division. I but as far as the wild card hunt, they will definitely be in the mix. Yeah, I just think any one of those teams can win it. You have the quarterback. You have the franchise quarterback there. You have weapons around them. Barring injury, I mean. Anything can happen throughout the course of a season, right? Like, is Burrow going to win the division every year the next five years? Probably not. That's just such a tall task to ask. So, you know, I, there is a. I mean, uh, uh, what Tom Brady won it like uh, what eight, eighteen years in a row? <laughs> no way. I, I'm. It's it's something like that though. Something ridiculous. Yeah, I mean that that's a franchise, right? And yeah, he's an anomaly. I get it, but I'm just saying there's, um, you know more taller tasks have been achieved yeah anyways i got watson there at seven i think he's a great quarterback um you know what he did at clemson was amazing uh what he did with what he had for houston was outstanding um so we'll see but i i like watson there um that's why i have him at seven he's still young and he's you know looking to just looking to come back and like re yeah he's revamp to, his he's looking to redeem himself redeem himself um, his so public a, his public image right now is in the gutter yep. you know um even the cleveland fans did not like the fact that he's their quarterback yep and i think he uh he definitely wants to go out there and show everybody that he is still a top tier quarterback and he's not that type of person so yeah yeah is there anything else you want to chime in about watson i mean I think we're pretty well covered there with uh, Jackson Watson. Um, I do want to give you the respect of talking a bit about Justin Fields. Um, you know, we are a Chicago 
Chicago podcast. That's kind of where things we'll say. We'll go ahead and say right now that the hometown of the Fantasy Road Show is Chicago, Illinois. We both. That's where we met. That's where we grew up. Um, so let's talk. Let's talk about Fields, and I want you to kind of, you know, have pay your respects there and, and have your full full say. Well, thank you very much. Uh, first of all, I want to say bear down. Okay, um, I am very, very excited for what Justin Fields is going to do this year on the football field. He had over a thousand yards rushing last year and proved that he's able to do it with his feet. And I think this year he's going to go out and prove everybody that he can do it with his arm. You know, a lot of people are going to say that he is—he's not good at throwing the ball, or he hasn't shown that he can do it with his arm yet. But I kind of—I beg to differ that, right? So. If you look at last year, in a small sample size, weeks 7 through 11, he was the quarterback one in fantasy points per game. I, I know what you're going to say. Small sample size, right? Last year, towards the end of the season, he showed improvements with his arm. And within those seven through, weeks 7 through 11, he was the quarterback one. But now if you zoom out and you go weeks 7 through 16, the back half of the season, he was the quarterback three in fantasy points per game. He was... In those same weeks with quarterbacks with at least 80 dropbacks, he was 8th in adjusted completion rate, he was 12th in big-time throw rate, and he was 13th in passer rating. So yeah. he's he's in the top half of quarterbacks, and I don't think people are giving him that respect. I don't think people are giving him that understanding that he can throw the ball. He, had, he didn't have great weapons last year. Chase Claypool tossed him in the garbage. I, he is. I mean, Chicago already came out, and I mean, we we saw the reports on him. He's he's not rehabbing correctly. He's he doesn't seem motivated. Not self motivated. Yeah, exactly. that's the knock. So um, with DJ Moore, with Darnell Mooney, Cole Komet, the addition of Roshan Johnson. Yeah. Do I think the Bears are going to win the division? No. Okay, I'm realistic. Yeah. I don't think they're going to win the division. Wow. I think the Lions are definitely the favorite to win the division. They're the best team in the North, and I think the Packers are the worst. Okay. okay. That's, that's kind of a homer take. So here's where I sit with Fields, and we've had this debate before. We'll probably release that footage at some point. It got a little heated. Um, <laughs> so I just – I my side of the argument stemmed from saying that Fields is not the franchise quarterback right now. Um, I think you can look exactly at Jalen Hurts last year and that he's basically in those same shoes where he's shown success. The franchise thinks he's the guy willing to invest in him, but he has to prove it this year, prove it with his arm, take that step forward. And I honestly think he does. That's why I have met my QB9. I've always thought he was a pretty good passer. Um, and like you said, just didn't have the weapons around him. So that's like I, you know, I think he's going to succeed, and I think he's going to be a great quarterback for the Bears and something that they can really look forward to for the next, you know, however many years, 10 years. But he does have to prove that to me this year, I think. Um, yeah, DJ Moore's going to be huge. I think he's always been a great wide receiver and just hasn't really found um, a stable quarterback to put up a, you know, top 15, top 10 fantasy season with. But Fields could definitely be that guy. He's such a threat with his legs. But, yeah, anyways, I just don't think, like, right now, today, that he still has a lot to prove. He has to put together a full season. He has to put together a winning season. He has to show that he can lead an offense 
and win tough games in tough environments and be a contender. Yeah, and I think he's going to show that this year. I'm One of my bold predictions is that Justin Fields is the first Bears quarterback to throw for over 4,000 yards. There you go. So I, well, You I'm, heard it here first. We're going to put that. We're going, we're going to tally up a board and have all of our bold predictions, um, anything we disagree on and want to make a, a friendly uh, a podcast wager. We're going to put that on a board. Um, so we'll have that organized for, for, for all y'all. Let's get into our number 10 spot. This is where we disagree. I have Bryce Young. You have Anthony Richardson. I'll just give you a quick snippet about how I feel about Young. I think he, like Burrow, has intangibles that you can't really teach. I think his intuition on the field, the way he, his vision on the field, um, just his football IQ is next level. Um, so to me, that's his superpower. He can just see things before they happen. Smart, has the tools. Uh, you saw him succeed at Alabama with tools around him. So I think the Panthers are going to build around him. I think he's going to have a bright future. You know, that wide receiver room is so unproven, but there's a lot to be excited about with Bryce. I'm definitely excited about what Bryce can do. He's going to be a great quarterback in the NFL. I know he's really smart. The the Panthers are definitely going to be improving in the next couple of years, and I'm just excited to see what he can do. Yeah. Um, so tell me about Richardson. Why do you have him as your number 10 quarterback? Um, just to set the stage a little bit, I have him as my 26th. This is our biggest discrepancy here in the quarterback rankings. So tell me about Richardson, why you like him, why he's number 10, and then I'll um, take the other side of that. Yeah, you know, with Richardson, it's just it's purely the unknown. It's his athletic ability. It's his extreme potential is why I have him right at my number 10 mark. I would be fine in Dynasty taking a shot on him in a startup. If I don't have, like, the top six pick in, the, in a Dynasty startup, I'm okay going with Anthony Richardson and then later on grabbing someone in the meantime, like a Kirk Cousins or a Matthew Stafford. Danny like, Dimes. Danny Dimes. Well, not even Danny Dimes. Danny Dimes. Further down. Would, yeah. Further down. like Russell uh, Wilson. Yeah, Russell Wilson, Aaron Rodgers, Matthew Stafford. Pairing him with, uh, veteran, an, yeah. with Anthony Richardson just in case there's a little bit more speed bumps with the Colts. Um, but, man, from what we saw in the Combine, from what we saw as a prospect coming into the NFL, I know there's been a lot of duds, a lot of um, how you would say... Uh, bus? Yeah, there you go. I, I don't know why I was blank on that word, but a lot of NFL draft busts with his stature, with his caliber of play. And I, I'm just banking on him succeeding. I just think that the Colts are due... The Colts have been struggling for years and years and years. Yeah. And I think they finally got their guy, and I think they're going to do everything they can to help him succeed. Yeah, so you think he takes that next level of fantasy cheat code. You think he has, you know, his legs are going to just carry him to yardage we've never seen from a quarterback, and his athletic ability is going to make him just, you know, shine in the NFL. Yeah, I do. And okay. I, I'm I'm higher on him in Dynasty, obviously, than redraft. Yep. I just I don't know how well this year is going to bode for him. But in Dynasty, looking at the future, Anthony Richardson could be that next game breaker. Yeah. And I'm just kind of I'm putting some chips in and saying that he's my top ten in a startup currently. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so I, I have him at QB 26. That clearly says that I am not a believer in Anthony Richardson. Um, you know, I think that the NFL scouts and the NFL has a mentality of let's go and get the best athletes 
and teach them to be football players. So for here with Richardson, it's like this guy is a freak athletically. Let's teach him how to be a quarterback and run an offense. And um, they obviously interviewed him and saw a lot of those qualities that they look for in him. That's why they, you know, moved up and got him at four. Yeah. But for me, like I watch a lot of SEC football. I watch a lot of football, and I just didn't see that those intangibles I just talked about with Bryce Young. Like I just don't. I just never saw that at Florida. I don't know, you know, Florida University of Florida obviously has some of the best talent um, in the country coming in, you know, big time SEC football program. And I just didn't see him ever really shine in my mind. Like a lot of mistakes. Um, yeah, sure. He made some pretty amazing plays last year against Utah. He had an awesome game, but like, I just don't see him as like an NFL quarterback that's going to lead a franchise I never saw anything from him like that. So, granted, the combine numbers were there. For me, it's solely like I just don't believe in him as an NFL quarterback. Yeah, I'd like to kind of um, relate this to last year's Jalen Hurts. And the only thing I'm going to bring up about that is Shane Steichen was his offensive coordinator in Philadelphia. Okay. Some would say that he kind of helped him get over the hump and become this great passer and this great player. Yeah. Guess where Shane Steichen is now? With Colts. the Colts. Yeah. So if he was able to do that with Jalen Hurts, I think you got to be able to re- relate some of that similarity to his potential with Anthony Richardson. Yeah. And that's that's another reason why yeah. I would rank him a little bit higher, but I completely understand your take. Yeah. He Well, he, I was going to say that I understand with yours. So I, I understand with you saying that about – Steichen and and Hertz. However, I just disagree in like who those two are as football players. Hertz and he and people like and and as a person. So Hertz, he lost the job to two in college at Alabama, but he also he was a proven winner at Alabama, and then he went to Oklahoma, was a proven winner at Oklahoma again. He he was Heisman like you know Heisman, Heisman candidate, candidate Heisman candidate. Um, so he. Not only did he lose that job, so like to me as a as a person and as a football player, he had took that chip on his shoulder and built on it immensely. He's got the work ethic. He's the hardest worker in the room. He's a leader. He's a winner. Like that's who Jalen Hurts is, and that's why he saw success last year. And probably Steichen had a lot to do with it. So you bring that over to Richardson and hope you have the same success. As a person, I just don't know that Richardson is the same guy to Hurts in that sense. If you put Hurts on a Florida team with that kind of talent, I think he wins. Um, he's just a winner. He's not going to settle for anything less. He's going to find a way. Yeah, and you know Richardson just hasn't been a proven winner. So those two things, um, you know, I think sometimes it's more about just stats on a sheet and and what their combine numbers are. I think it's something to do with the person and and who they are inside, and that's what separates those two for me. Yeah. Well, the best part about fantasy football, Mike. Is we're going to find gonna out. find out. Yeah, absolutely. Well, anyway, yep. uh, that is our top ten, and uh, thanks for joining us. Thanks for listening, yeah. Until next time. First episode, we're so excited for uh, for, for the episodes to come and, and what, what happens here. So appreciate everyone for listening, and uh, cheers. Yeah, Fantasy Roadshow, signing off.